everybody. Welcome to episode 256 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film and more. I forgot the word. I'm one of your hosts, Ashia Dumont. I'm another host, Mr. Paul Robinson, and it's, it's well, happy Sunday mm. to everybody. I'm very tired today for no reason whatsoever, as usual, and uh, we're going to talk to you about stuff, but I won't let you know I'm tired. Yeah, not much stuff. We only have one thing that uh, we reviewed. Um, not, not had a lot of time because we are trying to meet the deadlines for some, uh, film fests that are willing to take the, our current film, um, I guess unfinished. Yeah, we, um, it's the pictures locked, but, um, you know, I'm still going through and cleaning up the audio and. Um, we're still trying to figure out the color correction stuff, what we're going to do with that. So, but it's, it's locked and it's in a decent place. So I know a lot of festivals will tend to, they will accept your film if Mm. it's, you know, if, if it's done enough for them to kind of tell, you know, um, what it's, what it's going to be like when it is done. And so, um, yeah, we'll see how that all turns out. Well, there's the um, current state that we're in with the <clears throat> with the film is deliberating whether we want to spend more money on color correction, which is quite a lot. And um, even with people uh, sort of bringing their prices down to accommodate that it's independent is still quite a lot, um, probably at least $1,000 for us to get that done, which is certainly worth it. But um, the question is <clears throat> that you'd have to ask yourself is what audience are you correcting this for? So um, I think for a feature, obviously for something that's going into distribution, you need that to look as good as possible. And so that's obviously something that would have been rolled into your production cost. You have to consider that. But for a short film, it becomes tricky because I mean, there is no, no one's no one's buying this. This isn't being distributed anywhere. It's not going to some other company. It's not going to be on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's going to be on our site, and it may be. Uh, it actually has to be kind of. I, I don't. I forget the thing like on YouTube where it's not like quite public, but it's public. Like you, ha- I don't know. Um, that is our that was the agreement we had for the music uh, for that so unless we were to have a version of it where we changed the music which would suck Mm. (laughs) because we paid so much for the song we would have to have it unlisted Um, so that's going to be kind of tricky because to get more views um, we wouldn't be able to have it on there Right. Um, so there may be uh, there may be a point where we would have to consider potentially. I don't know. I don't. I really don't know how to work that because the whole point was to have the song. Yeah. We did also uh, agree that the song would be on our site, right? Available on our site. So um, it's probably more an, of an issue of that, like where we can't straight advertise it to YouTube, but we would have to advertise it through our website. Yeah. 
and then if it so happens to take you there, then well, you know, yeah. it's on my site, <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. Or if there's another platform that it would play on, who knows? Um, you know, maybe best case scenario, like short of the week, if we manage to make it on there. But just like any other platform, quite honestly, I feel like a lot of those things are they're tough. Like we've spoken to people that said they they really didn't think much would happen after having it on short of the week, and then. You know, there are moments where I go on there and I'm like, all these people look like they have like, uh, you know, some kind of celebrity, even if it's for a short amount of time. So there's kind of like that. Oh, you gotta, you have an, you have an in there. So I don't know. I, I, I really wish that there were an independent platform that, um, I'm very froggy. I wish that there were an independent platform that really was for independent films. Like it didn't matter if you had celebrity or not, or, you know, it's, they all seem to start that way. And then it becomes like, I don't know, becomes like a thing. So anyway, um, well, there's, it seems like there's an opportunity for us to figure well, I've that said out this before, but who's, who's managing that? Certainly not me. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm not really of the mindset to, put a thousand dollars into something that is going to be solely in film festivals Mm. um also it doesn't matter how it doesn't matter how nice your camera is or how well your film is graded um a projector a screen at a film fest never looks good um, they're not doing this in top tier theaters. I mean, other places do. You have your cans and stuff like that. Your mm-hmm. stuff is going to look amazing because these are really like big fests. But the smaller fests, um, and not to shit on them, a lot of them are great. Um, not right. a lot of them aren't, you know, right. <laughs> but um, equal opportunity here. Yeah. Um, but, you know, most of the time it's it's meh, you know, yeah. it's sometimes it's a teardown project. You know, it's not even like a screen that's that's uh, a permanent screen. It's mm-hmm. like one that those things never look good. It doesn't matter how much money you spend on them. It could be two thousand. It could be three thousand dollars. If that screen can come down, it's not going to look good. Yeah. Uh, and so I mean, you spend are... all that money and it's like, was anybody going to really see that? I mean, yeah. I mean, there are lots and there are techniques you can do to to make your film look a little bit better on a projector because of the way the image is but still at the end of the day if you're in a room where the windows are sort of closed but the light's coming through anyway and the mm-hmm. projector is not the greatest quality there's overhead it's, lights because it's in a cafe in the back yeah, of somewhere so and you can't control that and it's like the all you can do is is grade your film the best you can and then also, you Hope can for the best. you can grade your film in one way, but if they have different if they have settings on a projector that they're not utilizing because mm. they don't know to, which has happened many times, we've gone to fest where you can tell they're not really familiar with the equipment, and so it's like they don't know that they could actually look better. Yeah, and yeah. or it's like they'll they'll gauge it to one film, and then every film is has to follow that look yeah because they're you know you'd have to do it individually well these these people didn't color correct very well their shit's kind of dark so we're gonna lighten it but now everybody's stuff is blown out or lightened because that one film didn't do it and they started it you know they started the block so that happens really often so that's why i'm just kind of like i think to have it on our website what people are going to be watching on their tv screen and yes you could you know stream it onto your television from there of course but um I just don't think it's going to make much of a difference, mm. I guess. You know, I think 
if this were going to be playing on Netflix and stuff like that, like it would be like, oh, okay. Yeah. We want this to look amazing. We want the distributor to be like, oh, it's, you know, at least it's, it's color corrected great as well, blah, blah, blah. But here it's just like, do we want to spend another thousand dollars? I mean, the film fests. Um, I do, apparently. You, you do, because you love just wasting money. That's yeah. like a national pastime for you. But for me, I have to think of like, um, a vital sign cost us almost a thousand dollars, um, right at the height of the very beginning of COVID, for, at the for very, very beginning fees, for yeah. just that. So things have only gotten worse from there. I mean, film fest fees have become really inflated, and uh, the next one that we're that we're going to be submitting to, it's our own fault, and not really fault, it's just where it landed in submissions was where we were filming. So we have no choice but to do a late deadline, which is going to be the highest rate that they have and it is what it is i right. mean but and we could always wait till next year if we want to pay less but why do that <laughs> we might as well just pay I mean, an extra you, 20 bucks and and one of my biggest pet try to get is, that in now is festivals and and about festivals in general is just having that long long wait to you submit a film now and then you're not going to see it until the fall and it's like who, who the fuck cares now yeah well i mean some people do. We're not. Well, as... obviously we do, and we'll go and and stuff. But my point is, is that like, you know, we're proud of the film and and everybody's work in it. But it's like, it's tough to keep that momentum going. Of well, it just depends the on the person. We're not, we're not the kind of people that really hang on to it. We're just kind of wanting to move on to the next thing, I guess. Um, and also, I think, I think it's easier. I'm very stuffy. I think it's easier for people that are not their own post house. So if we made this film and then we just handed this off, which is what a lot of people do, right? Because they don't know how to edit. They don't know. And that's, that's, that's another thing is that we, we're in a unique position where if somebody says, well, I'm a director and this is my movie or even me with my writing partner, right? You have a director writing partner team. Let's just say that. Um, well, they, they're going to have a DP, mm -hmm. right? So they're not sitting there doing storyboarding. I mean, they may be involved in the process, obviously, with their DP, but they're not really doing all of that. They're not having to DP that. They're not having to run sound for it. They're not having to set up. They're not having to be their own gaffer. So you have to understand that making a film for us, by the time we're done with it, we're so over it because we are... 100% in the pre-production, 100% yeah. in the production, and 100% in the post. And not a lot of people have that experience. They get to just like film it, and then the actors that are in it, they get to move on. They don't get to see that until it's done, right? They've worked on probably two or three projects in between that, mm -hmm. and then that film comes out, and they're like, oh, right, yeah, like I can't wait to see it. I don't have that luxury as an actor, right? I'm casting everyone. I'm setting up stuff. I'm producing, and you know, if you will, then and you're I'm, editing slow motion sequences. I mean, I did do that for this. Yes, mm -hmm. I'm proud of myself. My mm -hmm. first editing credit, if yeah. you will. Um, but yeah, no, it's just like you're. There's no surprise <clears throat> yeah. for us, right? We don't get to send it off, and then you have that excitement of having an editor be like, "All right, here's the first cut that I have," and you sit and you watch it, mm -hmm. and it's either like, "Ooh, that's not what I expected," or you're like, "Oh my god, so much better than oh, it's so much better than I even yeah. imagined." We don't have that because we are creating that process. So by the time we get into a film fest, I am so sick of this shit. I have yeah. seen this movie 
in scenes through editing with you so many times yeah. <laughs> that there's nothing. Ma- it's lost. The magic is lost for me at that point. I just want to move on from it. It's not like because we don't care about what we do. Yeah. It's just because we don't have the financial luxury or connections of being able to hand our work off to somebody and then have uh, our time away from it. We're just, we are quite literally enveloped in a film for close to a year, at least. Yeah. Or, no, like ha- at least six months, right? We've got at least six months straight <laughs> of nothing but this movie, seeing it, you're listening to the same scene over and over and over again as you're editing. Um, the the slow motion sequence at the end, because I don't know how to edit on a computer, I practically mm-hmm. had to go, you know, if you'd given me two VCRs, that's probably how I would yeah. have done this. So I literally had to watch it on the TV and then go through all the time codes and then set up the time codes in the, the, the arrangement that I wanted them in and then bring those time codes to you and go, okay, put this next. Okay. And then uh, one minute and 16 seconds to one minute and 22 seconds, put that one next. And then you put everything in order and then you, you know, you closed in gaps that, that whatever. It's just, it's not as magical as going like, oh my God, I wonder how the slow motion sequence turned out. I know how it turned out. I edited it. Yeah. <laughs> I sat there for three hours staring at the TV and writing things down. And then you got to stare at it. And then we got to stare at it together. And it's mm-hmm. just like, I don't, I don't care anymore <laughs> i care yeah. but i'm just like mm, just well, want to move an, on it's an interesting exercise in um uh, that whole sequence is like an interesting exercise in like having um to tell us a small story without any dialogue and but also there's a lot of cool flashy things in there but then there's but then you also want to tell a little bit of a story or wrap up a story in there so it's a cool kind of um, exercise in that, right? Trying to balance the story with, but also having like cool footage or whatever. And so. Yeah. And um, that isn't to say. And I think you did a wonderful job. <laughs> I do. That isn't to say that um, we don't, that there isn't like any kind of uh, pleasure, if you will. In, in the in the end process it's different so we go into like so the next mode is not the movie right I don't go like oh god I, I wonder how this is going to look on the big screen don't care I've seen it enough like I don't it doesn't matter to me for me now the film fest route is more the reception so we don't at least I don't know I'll speak for myself I don't sit there and watch the movie I watch the audience and right. I see if there's any like if if this is a comedy, are people laughing where I hope that they would laugh? If there's a, um, a particularly dramatic comment that's made, uh, or that's sort of a jab, did do people react to that? Did people get that? And so, that's how I sort of get through the film fest things. I sit through every, and it's you get different things from different people. It's just like, it's like a comedy show, right? Mm. So some audiences are better than others, and. Um, so that's how I don't watch the movie. I don't sit there and watch the movie. Yeah. I've seen this. <laughs> Doesn't matter to me. Yeah. But I watch the people in the room. Yeah. And so yeah, there yeah. is that whole thing like, oh, you know, is that excitement of like, will people, will they be receptive to it? Mm. I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Yeah. I think one of the, and, and also one of the big, you know, every time we film something, there's um, there's takeaways, right? And so... 
I have a couple big takeaways from this one. Mm. Um, so there's the lighting one, right? Just looking at stuff and being like, okay, well, that lighting's good. That lighting's okay. What, what could I have done better? And then knowing what you could have done better. Most of most of it for me always comes down to time. And I don't have enough time to set up this shot properly. So we're just going to go with this setup because it works. Mm-hmm. So there's always that, but I think it's for this, it's, it's audio, right? We, you know, we, we talked about our audio situation with this and, and it's fine, you know, and everything, but I feel like just from a, uh, and it's nothing technical. It's, 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 we haven't shot a lot of stuff where there's so much overlapping dialogue, people Mm -hmm. interrupting other people and Mm this stuff. And, and I think it's so important to keep in mind the editing aspect of it. Um, because I've always want, I don't want to get in the actor's way. I want to just let them go and do their thing. And but in the edit, if you have actors actually talking over each other, that really limits what you how you can edit it, right? Because now you're editing to, for simply for continuity. Because this person says this person over this line, mm-hmm. so then now you have to make sure that that ma- you know you can't unless you're ADRing it, which we like hate doing, mm-hmm. absolutely hate doing. Um, so giving, you know, in wider shots, it's one thing cause everyone's there, but in close up shots, if people are screaming over other, it's just a matter of communicating with the actors and stuff and trying to figure out a way for them to be in that moment, but not, but be able to get their dialogue clean without it. Cause you can add the interruption, right? If you have both lines separate, if this person just acts like they're inter- being interrupted, mm-hmm. then you can throw in that line. So I think that is something that is might be overlooked by some people because it was sort of i mean it's not like we didn't know this was going to be an issue but i didn't think it was going to be as big of an issue as it was and so i wish that i would have we would have kind of paid a little bit more mind to that i don't think the edit suffered from it at all because everybody was so no, good but and, it limited, and everything but it, it limited did limit. certain scenes that we would have yeah. liked to have used that we then couldn't use um this is another issue with having too many hats because you're not really paying attention to yeah. that as the dp and having to be your own focus puller as well we did discuss this in a previous episode that uh you know you didn't really get to direct and so if you were able to cliche you know uh like sit in your director's chair if you will and just watch a scene and listen to it mm. you may have been able to go like wait wait wait, hold on uh there's too many people talking at the same time did we make sure that this person's in the same position that they were and that their faces they're doing the same thing here like you know but you're not thinking of that because you're like i gotta get this in focus i gotta record like we're gonna you know and there that was probably the biggest lesson learned on on this set was that we did need an extra set of hands and we did try to do that it just didn't work out and um the the position that we were in was that we had to know our focus puller or they had to be local and there are no local focus pullers so uh because they were staying in the house with our actors so it was like we can't just put a stranger in there with them so Mm. the only option at that point when we lost the focus puller that uh we did know um was that you had to do it we knew this was going to be a bit of a struggle which mm-hmm. is why we gave ourselves extra time but even still it's like you can't there's no way to 
operate a camera, pull focus and direct at the same time. Nobody's doing that. Something's going to suffer. So either your film's going to be out of focus and well directed and like the yeah. it'll look okay, maybe your shots will look okay, but it'll be well directed or it's going to look beautiful, mm. nobody's directing and the focus is fucked. Like something's suffering. So that's what happened. That was our big lesson. And I I realized far too late into our scenes that I was like, oh, I, I didn't get directed at all mm. today. And so now I don't know what those, and I can see it when I watch now, I'm like, yep, I would have done that differently if I'd known, but I didn't and you didn't. And we just, we had to, we had to move on. Every film is a learning experience. You yeah. learn from everything, uh, especially when you're at this level. You know, when you have crew, when you have actual crew, I'm less forgiving with things like that when I'm like, wait a minute, you had $200,000 and you had like 30 people as like 30 crew members. Like, how is that blown out? That I don't understand how yeah. that got by everybody. Like you didn't, yeah. you couldn't throw a gel up on that. Like just yeah. nothing. Like those things for me are unforgiving. But when someone's like, yeah, well, we had a, we had a crew of two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, shit. I mean, like, we had a crew of two and, and you know, $5,000. It's like, well, that I guess that, you know, you did the best you could. And that's what yeah. we do. Um, anyway. 5000 That's good. That's a good budget. Well, it was a little more than that this film cost us. But uh, we, this one kind of got past us. I mean, we raised the three, but we definitely we definitely put in at least three of our own. So yeah, I'd say more like $6,000. Mm. Uh, anyhow. Um, so... Ironically, during the week that you had off to edit this, uh, Evil Dead Rise came out, and mm -hmm. you're a very big Evil Dead fan. I'm a, yep. I'm a, I'm a, I enjoyed the original the two originals, Evil Dead two especially, mm -hmm. but I've all of them. Evil Dead, I watched them in a weird order. I watched two, three, and one. That's how I watched them. Um, so Evil Dead and Army of Darkness were huge influences on me. See, I don't. I know it's three, but Army of Darkness is something different for me. I don't consider it three Evil Dead. Like well, it's, it's yeah, it's literally. A, I know, but he it's goes still into Army the of. And then he's, I mean, I know the ending of two and the beginning of three but, are way different. But the but, title of the movie is yeah. not Evil Dead Three. Yeah. It's it's Army of Darkness. Yeah. So you have Evil Dead One, Evil Dead Two, and you're like, well, this is technically three. It's like, well, then you should have you should have the title should have been Evil Dead Three. Army of Darkness. Yeah. But they didn't give me that. No. <laughs> they gave me just Army of Darkness, which, by the way, fun fact, I saw that in the theater. Mm. I don't know when that came out. I know I was I a kid. Know. I was really young when I watched that. Um, and I remember laughing like at all the skeletons, like just running yeah. around. And um, and so I had actually not seen Evil Dead or Evil Dead 2. Uh, I saw Army of Darkness first as a kid in the theater. Mm -hmm. And then I saw Evil Dead, the, both the Evil Deads later on. Yeah. I think when I was like but 12 Evil or Dead something. Evil Dead 2, once I saw that... That was very formative for me as a filmmaker. Cause I but you yeah. watched it older, right? Or did you yeah. watch it? Yeah. No, I watched it, yeah. I watched it in my 20s. No? Late teens? Okay. Yeah, late I teens. I think I was like 12, 11 or 12 yeah. when I watched them. So I probably didn't appreciate them. As, I don't know. I mean, I've watched them again as an adult. So anyway, those we'll say those three for me were the favorites. The one that came out, whatever, 10 years ago-ish? Yeah. Um, I thought it was okay. Yeah. Like it was okay. Um, anyway, <clears throat> so the had Lou Taylor Pucci, had Lou friend Taylor, of the show, had the Poochster in it. Yeah. Um, so the thing was that I say friend of the show, but the, he was just on an episode. Yeah, and and he's too cool we're, for we're us. Literally now. not friends with him. Yeah. <laughs> we get it. We get yeah. it. Um, so. Uh, yeah, the, it came out during the editing week, and it was just so much going on, and also. 
the it wasn't in a Dolby theater. Again, we're brats about that. Yeah. And it's just like the movie going experience, as we've said, is not worth it. So I was like, this will probably be streaming in like two, two, three weeks tops, but probably in two weeks. And yeah. we were correct. <laughs> there it was. Well, actually, the film was supposed to be just straight to HBO Max. Um, but then it did so well in test screenings that they decided to do a theatrical release. Yeah, but also is the t- if you're counting a test screening as like having live action actors, like, yeah, that's going to do well. That's way more exciting. But is that you're not doing that in every theater. So that's not as exciting. You're like, we're going to we're going to, uh, you know, do a, a screener of this. And then you're giving a whole production. It's like, well, yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Right. But that's not happening at my local AMC. So yeah. it's probably not going to be as exciting. Um, and I, I, so I was very excited for this one, considering that it was a remake ish continuation, whatever you want to call it. I don't generally like these types of things. Um, I don't see the point, but the trailer was really good. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is actually, I'm excited for this. Um, wrong. (laughs) So this movie for me did the it was like the 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 textbook let's save the best scenes that we've got pile them all into the trailer and there you go so the trailer made a very good movie the movie didn't make a very good movie but the trailer did <laughs> so okay. it was an exciting trailer and it gave me all the best parts of the movie mm-hmm. and then i watched the movie and i was like okay so i i saw Pretty much all of the best parts of this film from the trailer happened in like the first 25 minutes. Hmm. So then when I started seeing them all, I was like, oh, shit, that's way too many. We're only 25 minutes in. I've already seen way too many good things. So I don't know what's going to be left. And as I suspected, not many things were left for me, at least. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the previous remake, they're quoting, much more than this one. I think uh, the actress, the actors and all of that, but especially the actress in that uh, for the lead did such an amazing job. Like the movie was, it was a good movie, but I was like, yeah, did we really need this? But she at least really, like she pulled her weight and made that mm-hmm. for me. Um, whereas here, I don't think anybody, uh, not a single person shined for me in this mm-hmm. Um why, why am I reviewing it? Because we, we've talked about Evil Dead so much and we talked about wanting to see this. So I was like, well, we're going to have to talk about this. The most fun thing in this movie was about um, an hour in when our power went out. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it scared the living shit out of me for a hot second. I mean, like for a split second, I was like, all right, we watched this with our friend Alex. I was like, of the three people in this room, I was not baptized. So I'm first. Yeah. I'm going to be the first one grab the cat get out of here get as far away from me as possible um there's just there's no use trying to save me it's over yeah Uh, so that was there was no um it had drizzled a bit throughout the day but there was no heavy winds Mm -hmm. there wasn't even raining at that time there was no lightning there was absolutely no reason for our power to have gone out for like five seconds yeah and i underestimated how pitch black our house is when there's no light like not even like yeah, the the clock cloudy, lights so there yeah moonlight, nothing. <laughs> there was nothing just we saw pitch black for like five seconds 
and I thought, I don't remember purchasing a Necronomicon, but maybe there's one in the attic. Who knows? I've got so much shit up there. Um, I, I thought it was pretty much over for us. So that was interesting. But unfortunately, the only exciting part of this movie for me, I'm sure you're going to say, I actually liked it. I didn't. Well, I actually liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't perfect and there was some issues with it, but I think... I think it was a, a good. I thought the the main actor did really well, um, and the sister was pretty good too. But um, and the kids, you know, everybody would, like did their job. Nobody was bad, um, but that's not bad. But it's not great either, is it? But it was like yeah, it was it was it was an interesting take on the on the whole thing, um, and. What do you mean by interesting? Because we well, because were pulling, was... we were we were ripping this thing apart in the logistics throughout the entire. Well, yeah, film. I mean, we do that with any film, you know, even stuff that I love. I can say, you know, I could sit. You can do that with Evil Dead too. I can sit here and rip it apart, but yeah, but that's a campy movie. Right. This is trying to be a serious horror. Well, movie. Well, that's the thing. That's one of the the my main issues with it was the tone and like. There was some moments where. They injected some of the, and I've heard this this comment before I've seen it online and it's, I don't necessarily disagree with it, but I'm not as adamant about it, but there was just like this weird tone where it tries to be this serious kind of horror film, but there is these kind of silly moments like with the eyeball and then the dead by dawn stuff. And so I don't feel like that really, they should have just stuck with one tone and not Mm -hmm. try to, put those kind of sillier things in there i think it would have been better for that but yeah i mean i try to think about it like if i saw this movie and it wasn't an evil dead movie it was just a horror film an evil dead like or you know if it was just something random i think it would well, have... have to change a whole bunch of things because it they... yeah yeah there's <laughs> a lot of similarities to the but uh i don't know i think it was i think it was a, 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 a interesting and new take on on it and i think um i think there was a lot of potential in the film um, it didn't live up to all of the potential, but I do think there was some, you know, bringing it out of a cabin into the uh, a more urban environment, I think was an interesting idea. But then having the kind of fake out at the beginning where you're in this cabin type area. That was one of my biggest issues. And uh, how, how, you know, the whole thing, we're like, how is this beginning part going to correlate to the yeah. end? And that was kind of interesting, I thought. And, and, and um, you're just such a nice person. Well, and and, then, and even like the first thing where you have this, it's funny because I was thinking like the first shot, it's like going through like doing this Raimi mm-hmm. camera move. And I was like, oh, I guess they could just do that with drones these days. And then it was, right, a, it was a drone, a drone. Uh, which I thought was kind of clever and funny. But um, well, I thought I was getting a whole, I was like excited because I'm like, OK, we're doing this. Like, OK, we're doing this. And then, yeah, they made a completely different movie. Yeah, so I just it was like tonally it was just like a bit off. Um, but everything else I thought was good. I thought there was like, you know, there the light. I thought the lighting was actually really well done. Uh, I'll had give like the a great cinematography. Mood like, yeah. and, and the lighting and, and it had like, it did interesting things with the, um, the peak, the peak hole. Um, <laughs> we know somebody when, who calls it that. When we they know have it's like a peak whole hole. <laughs> kind of scene happening through, through the peak hole. Um, <laughs> uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. And, but yeah, I think just totally it was just a little off. And I think, I, I ironically, I don't think there was enough suspense or, you know, it had all the gore, right? And 2000 gallons of blood or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck they would use. And so it had all that, you know, um, 
which was fine. But I just feel like it wasn't scary. It's hard to be scary now because we've seen so much, but it's like. Well, nothing scary anymore because we're desensitized. We've seen the most goriest. But I do feel like there was was a lot of creepy imagery in it, which I appreciated, you know. Sure. Um, Things that were just like the way that that they had her um, looking, you know, the kind of the makeup that she had and stuff. And um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't great, but it was I thought it was good. Uh, I'm glad that it seems to be doing okay because... I'm always going to be rooting for this franchise, right? Regardless, I do, I do kind of feel like maybe the 2013 version was way better, probably better, way better. Um, both unnecessary, but if I had to pick yeah, yeah. one, I would. I like I've actually watched the 2013 when it's been on. Like I, I won't, you know, turn the channel. I'm like, yeah, yeah, because again, the uh, you know, I keep having to say the actress. I really should just look up what her freaking name was, uh, but you know. That that goes to show like you you really, you know, you if somebody's giving a great performance, Jane Levy. Yeah. um, She like she held that film. Everybody did a good job. And they they, like some of the people didn't last as long, obviously, but everybody did a good job. And that one was it was the thing with that was that it was a great combination of campy and horror it definitely leaned more towards horror wasn't Mm -hmm. as campy but like to me the horror aspect of that that scene in the bathroom like just like you know it did such a good job of that and i thought that the 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 reactions from everybody was really good yeah Uh, i'm not a fan of putting children in movies i don't think kids generally have enough experience to sell a film and they don't and this girl didn't and Mm -hmm. i don't know she's like two right so (laughs) (laughs) two seven whatever um there's there are very few kids the actor i'm so sorry i forgot his name the actor from looper is like the the small minority of actors right the little girl from fatal attraction like there's very few kids that will give you 40 years of acting experience in a five-year-old's body Mm. it's it doesn't happen often um, when it happens, it's amazing. And I'm usually locked in because I'm like, holy shit, how is this kid doing this? But this was not what it was like. She wasn't terrible, mm-hmm. but it was like, it's a kid. Like, you know, it, it, she was there were times that her reactions were like, well, you know, she's yeah. acting like someone who doesn't have a lot of experience acting. That's what's going to happen. Um, and even some of the other actors were I don't I don't know. I thought the kids were like, OK, but nothing amazing. Yeah. I don't know. The whole thing just I mean, was I think like the best evil dead movie since the original was probably drag me to hell you know well (laughs) i love drag me to hell i thought it was great and i think that movie which we know is not evil dead but is raimi raimi film but it's a raimi film and it just shows how like that style is so unique to him and it's interesting that of the three evil dead movies only one is serious and every both evil dead movies that have come out since Mm. both take on the more serious role yeah. You know, which is like whatever, but it's, you know, it, it, it'd be interesting to see what? somebody kind of tackle the, yeah. the quirky, well, I mixing think that, horror with the yeah. I absurd, think that's I guess. That's what Drag Me to Hell was. And like, yeah. we know, obviously, again, we said we know this isn't Evil Dead, but it might as well. Have, it's in the same realm yeah. of Evil Dead. It's basically like if Evil Dead were a button in a gypsy instead of a book. Yeah. Uh, that was Drag Me to Hell. It was campy. Um, I mean... It, it didn't. Gross it horror, didn't yeah. ruin it for me, but I mean, he he may have gone 
a scotch over when the guy started dancing above the table, but I was like, that's totally Raimi. I mean, yeah. that is totally Raimi. So I'm not surprised that he did that. And it lasted like five seconds. So it was like, whatever. Um, but all of the other stuff, I mean, the her hair getting ripped out, the gooiness of this woman like sucking on her face for yeah. no good reason. It was, it's one of my favorite horror movies, honestly, mm -hmm. uh, modern horror movies. I think it's a brilliant movie. I've seen it several times. And I wish that that, I wish people stopped trying to make these serious horror movies all the time when they're based off of campy horror movies. It just doesn't yeah. translate the same. And here was the same thing. Also, I felt like way too many things were happening back to back. You had no time to kind of sit with what had happened. For instance, her sister, who was perfectly healthy, and this is in the dialogue, she was totally fine. Everything was great. And then all of a sudden she's dead. And it's just like... It's like we fast forward to her, what her reaction would be a week later at her wake. Meanwhile, yeah. it's like your sister, you literally just found her yeah. foaming and dead five minutes ago. And all of a sudden you're like, you're recapping your life together. And you're like yeah. way too calm about this shit. Yeah. Way too calm about it. Um because then they had to like jump to the next thing. We have yep. to have 5,000 jump scares. It, it must happen in a one minute period. Otherwise we, we, we're we failing somehow. Yeah. And so there was never really any time to appreciate what was happening because you had to get to the next gimmick. Um, the cheese grater. I don't like the idea of cheese graters on skin. I covered my eyes thinking that they would take the full opportunity. I mean, I looked at a little bit of it and then they didn't. Yeah. You know, it was just kind of like I, I was waiting mm. for like something to be like, oh, here comes the cheese grater thing. And it was just like, oh, okay. she yeah. got scratched real bad. Yeah, <laughs> she but got she banged she, it up right quick. Yeah, She got a bit of an that. ouchie from that. But that was about it. If you've ever slipped on a cheese grater when you're cutting some cheese there, yeah. the cheese, um, <laughs> it's awful. So having that yeah. drug across dragged dragged. Drugged, Drug, drugged, <laughs> dragged, it. having that dragged across your calf. Yeah. Uh, no, absolutely not. And that's what the 2013 version did, where they they did a lot with like those uh, knives and stuff. Yes. Where they're like the glass from uh, the the bathroom the thing and the, and, yes. the tongue and the thing, you know. So they just went all in on that. With this one, I think I don't know. I don't know what the rating was. I assume it was R, but uh, yeah, I think it was R. But I mean, it they're. I mean, you can't go by reviews and stuff, but it didn't do so great. I think it got like a six point something or whatever. It didn't no. do so great. Um, I didn't look on um, Letterboxd. Uh, but but I do think there was some, it was like some interesting, like, you know, instead of vines, it was like the cables from the the elevator. Like this stuff was like interesting, I thought. Yeah, but, but I they just... also left out. You know, because people would be offended. Oh, my God, we can't show. But that's what the whole... Listen, that vine knew no bounds. Yeah. And they cut that out. And anybody who's watched the and franchise the knows... the kind of went there a little bit. They too. went they there a little the, bit, yeah. Maybe not I'm, whole hog, but they went there a little bit, you know? And it's just like, I don't know. I mean, I we've gotten so PC from 2013 till now that yeah. I guess we... What did we do? We broke her bones or something instead, and I was like, "That's not the same." Yeah, it's interesting <laughs> to see what what happens ne next with this, uh, this franchise. I, you know, I, I would know just like gonna... for this to end. This has become like the Fast and the Furious. It there's just too many. It's just too many. This mm. it's too many of the same things happening. Like we, the problem is that 
nothing changes, right? That in order to, in order for this to be what it is, then you have to have the Necronomicon. You have to have this chanting. You have to have somebody reading from the book. Mm-hmm. There has to be blood that touches the book and then everything comes to life and bada bang. Also, I don't know whose idea it was to put teeth on it. Absolutely not. Um, but like, there's no element of surprise. I knew exactly how this movie was going to go, mm-hmm. right? Something was going to happen. They're going to find the book. Someone bleeds on the book. They're going to open it. They're going to read. And now we got records. Yeah. What? Whose idea was this? You know, they read or they hear, blah, blah, blah. It comes out. It grabs the first person it sees. That person goes on a killing rampage. Everybody starts becoming possessed by it. It's the same thing. It's the same. Nothing new is going to happen. Oh, and then at some point, there'll be way too much blood, more blood than there'll ever need to be. And then the movie's over. But you know what? Maybe it's not. Because it's going to leave it on a cliffhanger for something to happen somewhere. You know, it's just always this. It's yeah. the same schematic. We follow the same things. There's no element of surprise. There's absolutely no element of surprise, and that's why I'm just like, well, we still we're still doing this like the same movie again, but with just different actors. Yeah. And now we're in a building instead of a cabin, or like, I don't know. Like it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen, but it, it just it didn't live up to the expectation. The trailer did an amazing job. It mm-hmm. sold me a really good movie, and I got an okay movie. Um, I also thought like their the motives were weird. Like when it was young people in a cabin, you're like or teens or something. You're like it's young people in a cabin, right? They're stupid, young. They don't know any better. But here it was like I felt like people should have had more common sense with a lot of things that were going on. Yeah. And they just didn't like it was just nonsense. And also having the girl open the door like really. Like we've seen this so many times. Like would you honestly think after oh, all yeah. of the shit that she just saw that she would open the door? Yeah. Unlock it. So let's get into this a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so this demon is locked away wherever it's buried. We also didn't, I don't know why it was where it was. Did the guy explain how it got under the the parking Bank. lot? Yeah, I don't know. Of this, who knows? But anyway, this thing... Well, there was that, that thing about the guy who... The guy who was talking on the record. No, but there was the, the, someone that worked at the bank. It was like a line in the film where they're like, there was a guy that worked at the bank who's uh, killed himself or something. And then if you walk around with change, he said something. I don't know. But they never paid that off. So I don't know what... But that here's, was the only thing mentioned about the bank. Here's the problem with that, right? Is that you're delivering pertinent information while offering visual pertinent information so only one thing is going to be paid attention to you're giving me that info while she's creeping out of a vent in the background so i'm focused on her coming out of the vent they had brought they mentioned that when they were all sitting eating or whatever they were doing no no i mean when when the when the when she was playing how to reverse this whole thing i wasn't listening to a damn thing that guy was saying because i'm like she's gonna pop up and she did so i missed anything that could have been there i don't know what was going on there could have been information there Um, i'm assuming there was that was the whole point of her listening to it um but so my thing is like Mm -hmm. this thing is trapped right this this so this demon is first of all it's got superhuman strength right well sometimes it's it what it's got superhuman strength. Yeah. It's uh, bendy as, as as all get out. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, the flexibility on this thing. It's a bone breaker. Yeah. It's a shape shifter. It's very floaty. Uh, it's basically a siren, yeah. right? Uh, it can do all kinds of things. It floats. Yes, yeah, I said it's a siren, yeah, yeah. like a, like a mermaid. It can scream in, in high pitch and all well, no, this with other the shit. The record and the finger. Oh right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It is actually a speaker as well. Yep. Yep. Good one. Um, it can withstand all kinds of heat. It can touch a cast iron pan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can make a, a cast iron pan heat up faster than it ever would in real life. Yeah. Um, on a stove that has flames higher than any stove I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, it can do all of these things. Uh, what it cannot do is open a door. Yeah. A lock. Deadbolt, deadbolt simply cannot simply cannot get past a deadbolt. It can pick up a grown man, fling him across a hallway, but it cannot open a door that has a dresser in front of it. Kryptonite can't do it. Yeah. That to me was the, the when they put the stuff in front of the door, I laughed internally because I'm like, yeah, like that's going to stop it. I'm almost like, oh no, that did, that that they're, they're going to make it, it so that did stop it. That's yeah. that's horrible. That's yeah. the stupidest thing I've ever seen. If they had just waited it out and covered all the vents, because yeah. it clearly can't get through solid structures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you just cover the vents, you're good to go. I I listen. I realize that something probably did happen to the cat, but I do appreciate that they didn't show it. Well, the director was, you know, I always read the. The, thing, okay. the director stated that the cat did indeed make it. Whew. Only good thing about yeah. this movie. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, it was just like how it's impervious mm. in so many ways. Yeah. Except a deadbolt. It cannot, can't handle those those puppies. Yeah. So I was like, that was really lazy. That was super lazy. Like, yeah. oh, well, we have to keep them inside so that they can freak out and start turning. Yeah. But keep her outside. I was like, I got it. What if they close the door? Yeah. The um, genius. Yeah, it's tough because the whole premise is tough to um, do in a, a another environment other than a cabin in the woods, right? Because it's so specific to that, and it's mm-hmm. like you you have to basically be stuck in a environment, you know? Right. Well, she was she a cellar door and a chain was all it took for her. But she also in the originals, she didn't seem as superhuman. Yeah. You know, so like that was feasible in this make believe world because you're like, well, she's creepy and she's kind of strong and scary and all that stuff. Uh, but she's sort of like ethereal in a way, but mm. she's not superhuman. We're in this. She's literally picking people up by their neck and throwing them 50 feet in the air. And it was just like, well, how is she able to do that and not kick the door in? Yeah, (laughs) it was it was like three different movies all trying to connect with each other and they weren't quite getting there for me. Um, I enjoyed like the part they showed in the trailer where she flies up into the bathroom. Yeah. Also a very cool bathroom, like shout outs to whoever set designer, wherever they they got that or wherever they filmed that Um, like beautiful bathroom. And that worked really cool. It was just a... soundstage or something yeah but i'm saying it was very old school like they had a very old school look to it and and i appreciate that that they that they did that uh the boiling water like all Mm -hmm. very cool but it just like it didn't i don't know it it never quite and then it was like that that the trope of like hitting somebody once you've seen what this bitch is capable of why are you hitting her you're just i'm just gonna i'm gonna give you an uppercut with some scissors Leave it at that. Not yeah. going any further there. Like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I would be like, everybody, grab a knife. We're taking her apart. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I realized, okay, well, you don't have the rest of the movie, but 
I just wish like, I don't know. I just, and then, so then the tie-in from the beginning, no. You're telling me that this girl slept through an entire earthquake? Yeah. An entire earthquake. Where the stairs Not like, fell apart yeah, and the elevator. Stairs fell, elevator was all jacked up. The parking lot, you can see the ground wasn't right. And then there's no way this girl slept through that. That was the just, again, that was just a really lazy injection of like, how do we connect the two? When she scalped her, yes. Yeah. Like, so we started off, I was like, yes, we're starting off really well, except like, the makeup got a little weird when she made it onto the dock. It was just like her head was all black, but it was like, where's her? Yeah. I want to see the, I want to see the meat. Um, all of that was cool. And when he, she floated out of the water, yeah. like, oh, I was like, yes, I really thought we were going to get a really good evil dead here. And then we went into a cityscape and I was like, oh, I don't know. I thought they were going to go to a cabin or uh. something. It just, um. I don't know. It didn't like I. I give it like a a a, a solid like C plus. Mm. I'll give it a C plus because the, yeah, the cinematography, lighting was really cool and stuff, but it just didn't sit right. Like for me, the twenty thirteen was like in comparison to the originals, I would say it was like a solid B plus A minus. I'd give that one. I did enjoy it. Yeah, but this just didn't do it for me. I'm not excited for the next ones. I know Raimi and, and Campbell are like executive producers or mm-hmm. producers or something. And I get it. Like they're just, you know, they're part of that fan, their franchise. So they're going to be part of it. But I'm just like, can you guys, what is Bruce doing? Does he not want to do this anymore? Oh, I'm sure he doesn't. Bruce, come on. You know, he's he's getting older. He's, he sure. He's going to be flipping around. and He doesn't have to be flipping act, around. We act could act leave that crazy. to the youngins. But, I mean, can we get a cameo? Something. Like, yeah. give me something. Yeah. And can Raimi just be the one who directs it? Yeah. Without Bruce? With yeah. or without Bruce? I, like, if no, we... it's the main character. Like, Yeah. I, I don't think, I, and it's so interesting that well, they... Bruce is, what, like in his 60s now? Yeah, I don't know. Right? So he's probably, I get it, like he's not going to be flipping around. But if we can get like a, like a, just a, a, a slight cameo or something. But if it's, I like, I think Raimi would do it more justice. Obviously. Oh, yeah, obviously, yeah. And I don't, I don't, like, I don't understand. I can, I can see being like, you know what? I'm over it. I did that already. Yeah, like, I'll give times. you the, I'll give you the blessing. Give me my cut. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm not going to be an executive producer. I don't want to do any of that shit. Just pay me for the thing and you can take, like, I totally understand that. You know, you got to eat. Like, I get it. But to be an executive producer, like, you're involved in it. So it's like, if you're going to go that far, like, why not just direct the damn thing yourself? Yeah. like you might as well do it it's a much bigger commitment obviously to direct something than probably what they're doing but you're but you're very much a part of it as an executive producer that's not just like you know pay me my cut and move on you know you're you're in there and and we with drag me to hell like he still has it yeah it's still there it's the ramey effect like you just ramey the shit out of another evil dead make the money there yeah i don't know it just was i just wish he would either like chop it off that's it it's done you know we're not doing this anymore or just take it over yourself yeah it would be a first right to have a director go back to something that that they that they jumped onto the scene with and Mm -hmm. and and be successful at it if he can make another evil dead just as good that would be epic yeah yeah and you could have uh yeah 
You can have like all these kids, but then you can have Bruce Campbell be like their grandfather. Yeah, or something. <laughs> he's somebody's pawpaw. Can we bring all the other characters? But are they all still alive? I don't know. Nobody died prematurely, right? I hope not. If we could just get all those like their descendants or something or something, give me something. <laughs> I don't know. Unless all these movies are canon, and you can like have Jane Levy's character like be in it too or something. You know, you can have like. It'll be like when uh, Stephen King de- like did what was it Black Rock or Black whatever oh, remember that show that it was basically all of his movies into the- in that one town they would like references to everything oh yeah yeah that's kind of cool you know if you were to bring them all together although I wouldn't want to bring anything back from this to be quite honest I didn't really care about this one I don't know it's it, like I said it wasn't like horrible but I just just wished that we would either get something that was original or just like do it. Do go all go all in instead yeah. of like be, make it campy. Campy works still, I think. Right? Yeah. I mean, I I think the masses don't appreciate it as much, so I get that. I get why they lean towards horror because campy is not for everyone. Yeah, but I just but neither is horror. You know what I mean? So it's, I think more way more people watch straight horror movies than they do. But I do campy think horror I do think that people that would watch straight horror, like I don't think you'd lose anybody if you did a campy version. I people that you, are going to watch horror are going to still watch no, that. No, people that people that people that enjoy horror movies and have watched classics and all that stuff, you're not losing them. They're all in. But people the people that just watch it because it's like, "Oh, it's a scary movie. I like scary movies." Those people you've lost them because they don't understand campy because they don't appreciate where it started. Yeah. So they're just watching you know, the youngins, if you will. You're going to lose all of them because they don't you know, yeah, of course you have like young kids that that are sort of like OGs with it and they'll go back and watch all that stuff. But there there is a, a pretty group, a pretty big group of people that watch horror movies just because it's a horror movie mm. and not because they sort of appreciate the process that it's had to go through over the years with prosthetics and all that stuff and doing things practically and, and appreciating that. So I think since you know you're going to get those people to watch it anyway because they do appreciate that you'd lose people. But I'm just like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> who cares? It's not my money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Um, yeah, so that's that. Um, also, I uh, there is a well, the trailer for uh, Killers of the Flower Moon uh, came out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been quite literally waiting for this movie for, I want to say, about five years now. Um, I remember when it was uh, it was announced... And I was super excited for the cast and because it's Scorsese and I, I watch all of his stuff. And uh, then there was a the, then there was a kind of a bidding war at that point because it is a book and mm. uh, it's true based on true events and all stuff. And so then there was like it was supposed to be released and then there was a hold up and then they didn't start filming it. And so it's been five years. Yeah. F- I've been waiting for five years. Finally got the trailer. Um I'm excited for it. It's already being torn apart a little bit. Yeah. But I'm like, listen. I haven't seen the... Tra- I'm not going to watch the trailer because we're going to end up watching it anyway, so... Well, you were here when I watched it. You were Yeah, present. but I didn't I didn't watch it. I was at my desk. It's got... It, it's... I don't know. I, I can't really go by that because it. I've, there's so many things that I love. Shutter I Island was uh, got torn apart by a lot of people yeah. and it's one of my favorite Scorsese I saw, films. I saw so. a headline about DiCaprio's accent or something in it. He it's British, it? uh, not British. I'm sorry, Southern. Like a, he's got a hickey accent. Kinda. I don't know. He got a bit of a drawl in it. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a little weird with accents, a little bit. I don't 
I know. I know a, people kind of the blood another, di- was a blood diamond, right? Yeah, yeah. He got torn apart. He got torn apart. <laughs> there was another trailer that came out that I didn't watch, but I'm probably going to be interested in the movie. Is the cr- creator the creator? Yes. I yeah. Why wouldn't what that got torn apart? No, no. That um, I'm excited to see, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen the trailer because I saw, oh, I saw a, an image of it and I was like, oh, it's sci-fi. yeah, it's very sci-fi. Yeah. Well, what I do is like I. You know, it's like when you're at the doctor's office and you skim through a magazine. That's how I watch those trailers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bop, 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 bop. I fast forward. I go, oh, all right, I got the gist of it. And then I don't, I didn't do that with Evil Dead, see? I watched the whole thing and then I got sucked into, this is going to be great. Yeah, I wonder if you'd never, if you just sat down and watched it out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I was I was waiting. Like I said, I had created another movie in my head by watching the trailer. And then yeah, so I see? didn't, yeah. I, I mean, did I watched it. the trailer too, but. You did, yeah. Um. Anyway, there's a, there's a lot of good stuff that's coming out. Um, now that we're, I mean, we're still, you're, you're still in the, the, the depths of editing and, and dealing with sound so that it may be uh, slim pickings for a while. We do have a guest lined up for next week. Hopefully that all works out. We always say, you know, anything can happen, but we do have a guest lined up. So I don't want to say anything in case we have to postpone it. Um, but um, another film I'm very much looking forward to is Sisu, which I would have watched last night, honestly instead of this but they said it wasn't going to be streaming yet and then mm. as we were watching this i saw it on the thing and i was like you kidding me so yeah i don't know anything i know all i know about that movie is some guy kills nazis or something it's I don't know. the trailer again i haven't seen i it. didn't i didn't watch the full trailer mm. but from what i saw from it like i saw a few clips and i was like i'm in and then yeah. i stopped watching it yeah i try to avoid them as much as possible but sometimes i'll get sucked <laughs> into them like the evil dead trailer or or Marvel trailers. Sorry, I coughed. Okay. <laughs> I tried to be quiet about it. I didn't want to repeat what I said because I for- already forgot. <laughs> so I just let it roll. All right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's it. I I enjoyed it. I didn't regret watching it or anything. Um, and if you're an Evil Dead fan, you're gonna watch it anyway. So it's like whatever. But mm-hmm. I think if you're a horror film fan in general, I think there's some stuff there that could be interesting yeah it's okay yeah it's okay it's so, just I, I i didn't think it was a good evil dead movie yeah like if it was its own thing and that hadn't yeah. been the book i would have been like all right yeah, this is all right it was, it was for me the biggest issue was just the tone of it it just it just uh it was the least evil dead of all the evil deads yeah 2013 was a bad still, thing but i i feel yeah, like but not a good way i mean yeah yeah but i feel like you know it, i think it's okay when when people do that with properties where they kind of make a a weird adaptation of it as long as it's look whether it's a remake or an adaptation of something or a sequel for me i know you feel probably a little differently but for me i'm okay with whatever you want to do if the story's cool and if the story's good you know it all comes down to the story and so if you want to make a million evil dead films that's great but the the stories better be interesting Mm. and if they're not then it doesn't none of nothing else matters if it's faithful or not or whatever it's 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 yeah the the 2013 was more of a remake because it was the cabin it had the vines it had a lot of the same things happening we had the cellar so it was more of a remake where this was a a continuation 
It was a new version of it, but it just, but it took too many of the original aspects of it. So it was like, yeah. is this new or not? Like if either do it or don't, that was the thing with me. It was like piss or get off the pot. It was kind of like towing the line. And mm-hmm. I was like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. That was my biggest issue with it. It was like, it had it not been so evil dead. Maybe if it had just been the records, right? Like, oh, this kid likes music. So it was the records instead of the book. But the mm-hmm. book was completely unnecessary if you had the records. Right. The book actually served no purpose. All it yeah. was a it was a picture book, right? It kept flipping through what would happen. All it was doing was like setting the 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 tone for what you were going to see next. Yeah. But the book itself, I mean, yeah, the blood went into it, but But you're supposed to read from it. Yeah, you're supposed to read from it. So or they no, did I guess you can have the um I guess in the kind of in the original one it was the it was the recording that played that unleashed it. They they didn't specifically read from it, but it was read from and played, so I guess yeah, that makes sense. But yeah. it's I don't know. It's it's um This this felt like they didn't know which one they wanted to do, so they just did both, but they didn't yeah. you needed one or the other, but you didn't need both in the way I guess the book technically is what unleashes the evil. Well, you or... have to bleed onto it. Yeah. But it's the words that were spoken. I don't know. It's it just it was a it was a little it was a little weird for me. I yeah. didn't. I again. I wanted to like just go one way or the other, but it it tried to toe the line too much, and then they just they didn't they didn't melt yeah. for me. Anyhow, enough of me tearing that movie apart. Sorry. Um, uh, hopefully we'll have a guest next week. If not, uh, you know we'll probably be reviewing things. Uh, but hopefully we do have a guest, and hopefully we wouldn't bore the crap out of you with all of our post production nonsense. Yeah. But this is the joys of independent filmmaking. There's is the always way. something to consider. Yeah. And uh, you know, stick around for next week. Shout for the out, almost guest. Hello, shout, shout out. out, MoGraph, MoGraph. Thank you, MoGraph. <laughs> you just on the MoGraph network. Check those guys out. MoGraph.com. Um, yeah, and then, uh, you know, join us next week and we'll see what's going on. It's a surprise. Bye.